Are you the caretaker, the nurturer, the person who makes sure that everybody's taken care of and feels loved and supported? Today, we're exploring the burnout solution for compassionate high achievers. As a giver, you're used to making sure that everybody else is okay. And today I've got your back because I want to make sure that you are taken care of, nourished and supported too. Welcome to Your Soul Aligned Career, the podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Barnes. Together, we'll be exploring how you can get unstuck and pursue a career and life that's meaningful and impactful, both to you and to others, and that doesn't require you to hustle and grind 24-7. I'm passionate about you getting clarity on your unique career path and to make empowered decisions on where to and what's next from a place of alignment to who you really are, beyond your corporate persona, title, or societal expectations of what you should do. Join me as we talk all about how to get unstuck in your life and business with your unique intuitive intelligence. Hit subscribe now to never miss an episode. To download the five ways high achievers unintentionally keep themselves stuck in life and business, head to SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash five ways. One of the core themes that I've been seeing coming up for my clients and also myself is this theme of burnout. And the challenge specifically for the clients that I work with really stems and comes back to this question. How can I have a career and do meaningful work and obviously earning a salary and creating stability for myself whilst also being there for my family and my loved ones. Honestly, I sometimes wonder how the system that we've created has got it so wrong and how it just doesn't work for so many people, not just mothers and fathers and working parents, though I acknowledge the unique challenges of parents, but equally as a society in terms of expectations and goals for what we should accomplish and what we should achieve by a certain age. More and more people are burning out. And so today I really want to explore the burnout solution for compassionate high achievers, knowing that we're living in a system that is flawed and isn't working. Off the back of the pandemic, I do feel like things are changing. This whole working from home, new business models, new ways of working, these are all being created. And there is only so much that companies and our society can do in terms of what are the quote unquote norms. And equally, there are things that we can do that are within our control. And so today, as I share the burnout solution for compassionate high achievers, please know that this is based on a system that we operate in. And these are some ideas to really look after yourself, because at the end of the day, I want to make sure that someone's got your back. If you're listening and you're particularly interested in this topic, my guess is that you are the one that looks after everybody and probably everyone assumes that you're okay and you're doing all right. And you and I both know that behind closed doors and when you put your head on your pillow to go to bed at night, all the feels can start to come up and you are a person with a heart, with limits, with capacity and a body And as such, we want to make sure that you are taken care of, okay? So today, we're going to talk about how burnout is real. And particularly if you are someone who knows that you're doing a lot, 
I want to talk about why you need to address burnout before it gets to the point where it has you on your back. And if you feel like, okay, you're at that point already, where do you start to really address this burnout so that you can claim your energy back? Burnout is real. We live in a disembodied culture where the focus is on what we do and what we achieve. We're measured by our productivity, our output. At work, it's about your numbers, the efficiency saved, hitting those KPIs. In your business, if you run a business, it's about your sales, your output, your figures. As mentioned in the book Burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski, they refer to what burnout is, and they refer to the phrase that was coined by Herbert Freudenberger in 1975. And burnout is defined by three components. Number one, emotional exhaustion, the fatigue that comes from caring too much for too long. Number two, depersonalization, the depletion of empathy, caring, and compassion. Three, decreased sense of accomplishment, this unconquering sense of futility, that nothing that you do makes a difference. Now, as you are a compassionate person, it can feel really awful when you get to the point where you don't have the energy to care anymore and you start to go a little bit numb. And if you're here and you're at that place, and as I'm speaking about what the definition of burnout is and you're going, oh my gosh, that is me, I want you to know that nothing has gone wrong here. In fact, I believe culturally we've been societally conditioned to be the nurturers, to be the givers, particularly as women. And studies have shown that women during the pandemic have been disproportionately affected by the COVID-19 crisis. The COVID-19 crisis has driven as many as 2 million women in America, particularly mothers with young children, to consider leaving the workforce or stepping back from their careers. Because as I said, the model is broken. If you're at work, how do you make sure your children are taken care of? And one of the reasons for this is that mothers still continue to bear more of a burden at home than fathers. As I said, today, there are many societal and cultural norms that definitely need dismantling and deconstructing. And we're talking today about what we can do as individuals to address this and make a difference. And you might think, gosh, the system is broken and feel like things are futile, right? (laughs) Like going back to that definition of burnout. And yet we've got to do something. There's something that needs to be done. And it starts with us. And it starts with saying, yeah, I'm going to look at this. And yeah, I need support. I also want to take a note here that the 2020 pandemic, you know, it's been a difficult year for many people and increasingly now as we're in 2022. And if you look at the statistics, you know, black women have disproportionately been affected three times more likely than non-black women. They've reported the death of a loved one in recent months. And you can't understate the impact of grief and loss on you as a person and your performance at work. So today we're talking about burnout and work. And I think for so long, we've approached our work as a separate silo to who we are as individuals. And very much a part of the work that I do and I feel very passionate about is bringing back the you, bringing back the human into humanity and into what it is that we do. Sure, there are boundaries, there are lines about what we share and what we don't share. Sure, there are boundaries and there are lines on how much to show your humanness at work. But at the end of the day, you are not a robot. You cannot say that you're not impacted by grief. If it's taking you out and you need compassionate leave, it's taking you out and you need compassionate leave. That is totally understandable and very normal. 
If you want to go deeper into some of the statistics around this, McKinsey's done a fabulous study on the impact of the pandemic and the gender effect in particular. And I'm going to link to that in the show notes, which you can check out over at SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash 29. So by now, I think you're maybe on the same page as me as to why it's important to address burnout. But if you need a little reminder, I want you to know this. You are worth so much more. You are more than a machine. Your output is one thing, but it's not everything. Your health, your well-being matters. Society will have us buy into the lie of hustle culture, disembodiment, like staying in our heads and just shooting ourselves forward. The patriarchy and the roles that women and men play in society. Women are conditioned to be quote-unquote good, the caretakers, the nurturers, self-sacrificing, until it gets to burnout. And look, this is the shadow side of burnout. And let me know if you have ever experienced this. I'll put my hand up to say I have. When I have said yes, when I want to say no, when I have put others above my needs and what I'm able to give, can you relate to overgiving? I have felt resentment. I've done the thing and projected this martyrdom onto the person that I have been giving to. And it just hasn't worked out. The other person doesn't feel that I'm in it and I feel terrible because I've been grumpy and cranky the whole time. So burnout is something to address because nobody wants to be on the receiving end of someone who feels hard done by, who doesn't have the energy and who doesn't really want to show up there. Which leads me to where do you start? How do you start to address burnout, particularly if you are a compassionate high achiever? So if you resonate with feeling emotional exhaustion, the fatigue that comes for caring too long, depersonalization, you feel like your stores of empathy, caring, and compassion are dropping down, or this decreased sense of accomplishment, like this unconquering sense of futility, feeling like nothing you do makes a difference, then listen up. I want to talk to you about two areas that you can look at to begin to move through burnout. Number one is to look at the season that you're in. So what season are you in in your life? Because here's the argument I often hear with people. People love these binary black and whites, not accepting that there's a gray area. People say, yeah, but I have to work hard. That's just the way it is. I'm in the busy season of my life. I have to keep powering through. So I want you to acknowledge that, yes, you are in a season in your life. What season are you in? Are you in a busy period where, yes, you do have to work really hard? That's fine. My invitation is to let that be exactly that, a season and let that not become the status quo, like your default way of being. So let me give you an example of what this might mean. Let's say you recently got a promotion and you are figuring out your feet. You're figuring out how you're going to approach the role. You will be in a busy season for a period of your life. Granted, it might be an extended period of your life, but just acknowledging that's the season you're in. Same thing when you start a business, right? When you start a business, it's going to be busy. Maybe you're working this on the side with your day job or you've gone all in and you've got all the hours. Then you're in a busy season. You're going to be putting more proportionate energy into your business, which is okay. So honoring that that is a priority for yourself, you can then begin to look at, okay, if this is the season that I'm in, what can I no longer do, right? Maybe you can no longer do the volunteering just for this season. Maybe you're going to have to say no to more socializing and more fun stuff because you're focusing on work. So once you're clear on the season that you're in, you can very clearly make sure that you're not over exceeding your capacity to do the things beyond what you've got the capacity for. 
So can you be stepping into that promotion and still making all of your kids baseball games on the weekend? Well, maybe it's an agreement with your partner or a fellow neighbor that you're going to carpool. And maybe you have to explain to your kid, look, I've just got this promotion. I'm going to make half of your games this season and explaining why that is. Rather than trying to do all the things, be at all the games and continue and like not miss out. It's okay. You can explain this. I recently had a conversation with my kids around this. We were having a discussion as a family and we were talking about how each of us are here to support one another with our goals and dreams. And, you know, we have a certain amount of time and we're all going to be here to support each other. And that might mean that sometimes we're not going to have as much time together as a family and that that's okay. But we've got certain rituals and routines where we have time together as a family and to check in. But just to know that as kids are getting older, my son's starting secondary school, things are going to shift and mold. And rather than trying to keep up expectations and not share, let's have an open dialogue about it. So my invitation for you is like, how can you have an open dialogue? Yes, with yourself to acknowledge the season that you're in, but equally then communicate that to your loved ones around you so that they can support you. And if you put the shoe on the other foot as a compassionate person, if you had somebody in your life who said, look, I've just got this promotion, I'm not going to be able to see you as much. It's going to feel like I've disappeared for a while. I love you. I care for you. But I just want you to know that I'm not going to be able to spend as much time with you. You'd be like, of course, go for your dreams. I'm here for you. How can I support you? So putting that shoe back on your foot, let yourself be supported. Let yourself be held. And you can communicate that with those around you. So season, it's everything. The second piece about where to begin is really around the story. The season is like, okay, surface level, addressing the short term, where are you right now? Story drops a little bit deeper into fundamental beliefs and longer term. What is the story that you tell yourself that keeps you busy? What I mean by story is the mindset, the beliefs, what you tell yourself. A good way to get clear on what your story is is to think of an example recently of where you overextended yourself and why you did that. And you'll uncover what's at the heart of your story. And oftentimes the story, the beliefs, the mindset that's running the show, it's not even conscious. And as I said before, we live in a culture and a society that really perpetuates this hustle culture. And so oftentimes it's that narrative that is running the show. So let me give you an example of this. For myself, Working hard has been a continual narrative. And the thing I tell myself is I can do it all. And if I can't do it all, then I'm letting people down. So the story that's driving the show is I won't be accepted and loved unless I achieve. Other people have shared with me and we've unpacked this together. What's at the heart of it is I'm not enough. I'm not enough unless I'm doing X, Y, Z. Or I can't have what I want unless I work hard. Or I won't be loved unless I do X, Y, Z. So they're just some of the examples of stories that I've heard clients share and myself as well. And so getting clear on what story you tell yourself in that moment where you say yes, when you really mean no, when you push yourself that little bit harder, when your body's saying just rest, please. Once you've clarified that story and you've got clear on that, what does it mean for your life going forward, right? Because this is, again, the longer term piece. So if you don't feel enough, is that idea of changing roles really going to help you? If you don't feel accepted and loved unless you achieve X, Y, Z, will the promotion really make you happy? Who do you really need to be in order to be accepted? I'm getting clear on that. If you believe you can't have what you want unless you work really hard, asking yourself, well, what's the toll of this on my body? Is this something that I feel I'm capable of and want to do? And so if you can open up a window to meet the story you're telling yourself, these beliefs, these thoughts that you have, you can begin to question and challenge it. 
And it's this work that is at the heart of what I do with my clients. When I talk about career and business, the strategy, what you should do, like that comes secondary. And I've made the mistake of thinking that changing the outer is going to change the inner. And I know now that's absolutely not true. And it all starts from the inner work. So this is the work that I'm really passionate about. And it saves you headaches, tears, and frustration. Because instead of superficially trying to the analogy I like to give is rearranging deck chairs on the sinking Titanic. You can freaking get the boat, get off the Titanic and save your life, right? Right. Rather than doing the superficial stuff that we think is going to change, we can address the root cause and the root issue. So this is the work I absolutely love to do with my clients. If you need support, send me a DM and you can learn more about how we can work together and how I can support you. But I want you to know that you're not alone. This burden of caring for others, of burning out, it isn't yours to carry. And by you doing something and really saying enough is enough, you're paving the way for others to do the same and you are changing the culture and the narrative that we live in. So there you have it. Today, we spoke about the burnout solution for compassionate high achievers. We spoke about how burnout is real, why you should address it, and where to begin by looking at the season of your life that you're in to address the short term and the story that you're telling yourself to address the long-term. So I'd love to know what you're taking away from today's episode. Feel free to come and find me at I am Siobhan Barnes and let me know what your biggest takeaway was. And if you want any of the show notes with the links that I mentioned, you can come on over to SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash 29. That's the number two nine. Thank you so much for tuning in. And always remember, you are here for a reason beyond merely hustling, grinding, and merely surviving. You matter. Thank you so much for listening in to Your Soul Aligned Career, the podcast. You can download more episodes and subscribe over on iTunes. And if you've loved listening in, please come on over and leave a review. For further show notes, guest information, and to receive your free guide to the top five ways high achievers unintentionally keep themselves stuck in life and business, go to SiobhanBarnes.com. 